Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. So glad to have you here with us today. Today, we want to talk about the things from our past. All of us have a past. You know, there's none of us that haven't had some things happen in our life. It would be so wonderful. I wish that there was an episode of the show that I could do for you that would be like, and if you just do these five things, you will no longer have any bad things happen in your life. But come on, let's let's face it, that's not real. That's not true. It's not going to happen. Um, you know, so what we have to do is learn how to deal with the things from our past and move into a thriving future. You want that, don't you? I mean, we all do. We want to have the best version of life that we can with every minute, every day of our lives. Uh, you know, and that's what it means to live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. It's not that life is perfect. It's that life has, uh, you know, you've learned the skills to take the negative and turn it into a positive, to take the things that could easily have been your tombstones and turn them into stepping stones. And those are processes. Don't get me wrong. I'm not you know, trying to say, hey, you know, and if you just do this, it's easy, it's simple. The things you went through are no big deal. Some of us have been through some amazingly difficult things in our life. It just is. It's it's reality. Um, it's not meant to be said to hurt anyone um, or to degrade necessarily, you know, our parents. It's funny, you know, sometimes my mom will listen to the show and she'll be like, you know, I did a really great job doing such such. And, you know, in case you're listening this time, mom, I want to acknowledge my parents did an amazing job, um, but they had the things in their life that they had to deal with. One of the big things, of course, had to do around finance. You know, just how much money. My dad being a minister most of the time at small churches, we weren't rolling in money. You know, I mean, there are other people that that I know. Um, well, in fact, perfect example, my wife, Kathy. Um, you know, the first 11 or 12 years of her life, well, without getting into the part before she was adopted, long stories. Um, you know, she lived with her mom and the doctor that her mom was married to. They were a high income family. Um, you know, with that said, money didn't solve all their problems. There were some very difficult things. And so we both have those different perspectives. And now we feel very blessed for how our business is doing in the places that we're able to go in life and the things we're able to do. But we're always mindful of that past, you know. Um, after leaving um, her mom's, you know, doctor husband, 
who was abusive, you know, and, and there was no reason to stay. Um, you know, they moved into a very different economic background. And, and so, you know, Kathy's had the ability to be on both sides of those fences. And, you know, and I've been blessed over the, over the years to have times like now when things are going really well, you know, as well as those times when, you know, it's amazing, honestly, to look back and be like, wow, we, we didn't even know we were as poor as we were, you know, if we had known that we were as poor as we were, we may not have made it through, but you know, and it's those kind of things. So today we want to really focus on not that everything's perfect, not to disregard how difficult your journey has been, but rather that there are some things that you can do that can take you from the past that was to the bright, amazing, thriving future that is planned, is in store for you, if you will acknowledge and embrace it. Um, and honestly, that is step one. You have to be willing to look at the past, get real with it. Um, you know, even in some respects, we have to own our part of it. Now, again, going back to Kathy and I's stories as children, children are not responsible for the situations that their parents put them into. Children are responsible for their behaviors. Um, you know, I've worked with teens many for many years as a youth pastor when I was younger, and actually not that much younger. The last youth pastor position I had, I was actually 40-something. Um, you know, the average age of the church was like 75, so I was you know, pretty well the youth in that church. <laughs> no, not really. But, you know, I mean, the, the, it was an older congregation, and I did run their youth group for them. And what I've learned over the years with teens is that teens do have the ability to choose right from wrong. They aren't just genetically inherently built to be rebellious. They have choices. And so we do have to, from our childhood, own the parts that were ours. So if, for example, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of money, like we were talking about before, that is not on you. If there were abusive people in any level, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, abusive people in your life, you as a child, that's not on you. If you made bad choices. You, knowing right from wrong, chose things. Now, I'm not talking about little teeny tiny kids that are trying to figure out the world. I'm talking about, you know, uh, you know, teenagers, young adults, maybe even uh, upper elementary school kids that, that they understand right from wrong. They know they were doing the wrong thing. And so we own that part of it. And we also disown the part that was was never on us and that we stopped taking it on to ourselves because it's really easy to have a situation where you were a victim of a situation you were put in. Poverty, abuse, um, you know, whatever that might be. And um, it's real easy. Children will almost always take that on. Um, it's, uh, it's inevitable that a child of divorce will um, 
identify themselves as the reason why their parents got divorced. You know, if I would have cleaned my room more, if I wouldn't have backtalked more, that's not on you as a child. Um, it, in no way, regardless of how good or bad a child is, those kind of adult issues aren't on them. And so that's the first part of it is we have to really identify the situations of our past. And, and the past may be as an adult or it may be things as a child. And then we need to let go of the things that were never ours to begin with, that we shouldn't have been taking all this time, uh, you know, beating ourselves up, um, being unkind to ourselves over things that were not ours, that we didn't do. It wasn't our fault. Um, you know, you were a child and you were in a situation. And so as we learn to let those go, um, for the other things, for the things that were our intentional decisions, whether as a teen, as a young adult, even as a fully grown, you know, full-formed brain adult, if you've made mistakes, we've all done it. So that's okay. The thing is, is that now we have the marvelous opportunity, while it's called today, to deal with those things. To simply say, I'm sorry. So there's two ends of this thing that we've been talking about. The number one is, uh, yeah, both of them have to do with forgiveness. So there's forgiving others. And then there's forgiving ourselves. And so when we forgive others, what we have to understand is it doesn't make what they did right. Um, and we have to understand that they may never be in a place to accept our forgiveness, come back with mutual forgiveness on their side or any of that stuff. They may never get to that place in their life. I wish they could. We, most of us, have situations that we really need the person to go, hey, you know, I just blew it and, and I really want to I wanna apologize. But that may never happen. But the forgiveness of the others absolutely is not about them. It's 100% for you. Because unforgiveness binds you up in chains. It keeps you stuck and anchored to the past. And so as difficult as it is, as deserving of unforgiveness and all of the punishment that a person deserves, we forgive them because we release ourselves from the anchor of them. Does that make sense to you? I know there's a lot of people, a lot of you that are listening, that you've been hurt by somebody, and that hurt is deep. Um, and it's unforgivable. It really is. Please hear me. It's not something that that person should ever be released from. But what I encourage you to do today with each and every one of those people that may have been in your life is to unhook yourself from the anchor that is them by simply forgiving and releasing them. It doesn't make what they did right. It's not going to change it either, though. But what it does do is it frees you up. You're currently drowning 
under a sea of their evil, anchored to the ground, to the, you know, to the sand at the bottom of the deepest ocean where it's dark and no light can come. And you've been anchored there for days, weeks, months, years, decades. Living in that place, that dark, horrible place that they put you by their actions. And now is your day to forgive so that you can be released, come to the surface, see the light and live again. So I encourage you, no matter how grievous, now's the time to forgive because now's your time to get to live. And then secondly, is the forgiveness of ourself. Whether it be, as I spoke of earlier, things in your past that you as a child have held on to and beaten yourself up with that were never yours, you need to forgive yourself and release the, the guilt and the responsibility of things that were never yours that you were never responsible for. And then secondly, you need to forgive yourself for the things that you did. The things that you did on accident and the things that you did purposefully, even with malicious and willful intent. It's time to forgive and let go. To let yourself live in a new, better, wonderful world where you can thrive as an entrepreneur because you have forgiven you. And honestly, if there are people you have wronged, yes, you need to go to them and ask for their forgiveness. But you're never going to really be in a place where you can come genuine and do that until you've forgiven and released yourself. You know, the whole making amends in the 12-step is powerful. But the first person that you have to get right with is you. So that you can look yourself in the mirror. You can begin to, with a clear head, formulate the words to be able to say to you, I forgive you. And then go to others and ask of them, would you forgive me? I'm sorry for what I did. I know I wronged you and I would like to be forgiven for that and to sincerely apologize for the wrong that I've done. It's so powerful. There is nothing like the release that comes from forgiveness, forgiving those that have hurt you, forgiving yourselves and asking for forgiveness from those that you've wronged. And that will help you live as a thriving entrepreneur. We've got two great, great authors that are going to help share some secrets on how to be able to really do this in your life that are gonna, we're going to share with you here today. And we're going to do that right after this commercial break here on Thriving Entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? 
Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Time to empower you today. We're going to give you some tools now from some of our best-selling authors that are going to help you live a powerful, thriving life. Get yourself a pen and paper. Get ready to share in the deep, wonderful information that's coming your way right now. Has anybody ever used the phrase with you, get over yourself? Hmm. I I bet you're not thinking of some ways and some times that people have used that. Well, today we want to talk about that, but in a way that can really be constructive as opposed to the often derogatory way that people use that against us. And to help us with that, I'm joined by best-selling author, Dr. Angela Anderson, and she is going to talk about her new book, Get Over Yourself and Move. Hi, Angela. How are you today? Hey, Steve. I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good. So the full title of the book actually is Now What? Get Over Yourself and Move. And over and move are both actually acronyms. So um, let's talk first about you, though, just a little bit. Tell people, um, how did you come up with the concept of, uh, you know, turning get over yourself into something positive and helpful for people? Well, it really came from multiple things. I had a series of conversations. I'm always talking to people about what motivates them and what their passions are. And I really wanted to find out what some of the things were that people say block them or prevent them from getting to the place in life where they want to be. And so, like you said before, a lot of times we hear the phrase, oh, just get over it. You'll be fine. Just get over it. Just move on. And I said, well, sometimes it's that easy, but a lot of times it really isn't. So I thought, why not take that phrase, which normally uh, may have a negative connotation, and turn it into something positive? And that's where the book was born. So as you mentioned, it is an acronym, and we really just take over and move in a couple of other acronyms, and we have these short phrases that really helps the reader and people who are wanting to reach their maximum potential kind of tap into those acronyms and move forward. So what does it mean? I mean, obviously people are going to have to read the book to get all of the details, but what does it mean to get over yourself? So for example, I'll give you just a little sneak peek (laughs) because of course we do want the readers to read it. But for example, the O in over talks about overcoming negativity because oftentimes it can be the negativity that we have in our own minds. It could be negativity from the people that we are surrounding ourselves with, 
whatever that is, in order to be in a space where you can focus on what your passions are and really dedicate the time that you need to invest in order to succeed, you've got to eliminate those parts of your own mind or your environment where negativity has taken over. Because, of course, we think better when we feel better, correct? Absolutely. So that's the O. Then we go on to talk about making sure that we're clear about what our intentions are. What is it that we want to accomplish? Do we even know? I've asked people multiple times, you know, what is success? What does your success look like? And sometimes people aren't really sure because they haven't taken the time to really invest and think about. We want to be successful. I've never met anyone who said that they didn't want to be successful, but they really hadn't taken the time to dive into what that meant for them. So this book kind of guides you through this process to help you identify, tap into your gifts, um, nurture those gifts, and then turn them into something that you feel passionate about. So let's talk about the move part of that. Um, Give us a little taste of, um, okay, so if I do get over myself, how can I impactfully move? Okay, great. So I'll start with my favorite part of move, and that's the M. Uh, Results come about because of action. And so the M is move into action. Oftentimes we are paralyzed in our fear. And what I mean by that is that we present so many obstacles in front of ourselves before we will attempt new things or new endeavors that we talk ourselves out of the action. And it is only through action that we're able to ultimately get to where it is that we're trying to go or or to accomplish our goals. So the M is move, literally move into action. Take what you've learned through the over process, and now we're going to put a plan in place to move towards the passion or to accomplish the goal. So we want to move towards the passion and accomplish the goal. Wow, I love that phrase. And in the description of your book, it says something that really caught me. It says, your life is only interrupted if you allow it to be. Can you talk in more detail about that? Sure. It is exactly what it says, Steve. Sometimes we feel powerless against these periods in our life where we feel like things have been put on pause, there's a section in the book that talks about pressing play. Um, Sometimes people will say, oh, you know, I really wanted to go to school. I really wanted to pursue this particular job, but I didn't. And they feel like that particular dream has stopped in their life. There's really no chance of going back and recapturing it. But what this book challenges the reader to do is to go back and look at that particular part or goal in your life from a different perspective. Instead of thinking that you've stopped in that area, just think of it as as a brief pause that you're able to go back to that place and press play and outline steps that will get you to the original goal that you set. So the limitations are ones that we have allowed to interrupt us. And so once we identify that and identify what those obstacles are, then we can systematically eliminate those blocks and move forward. 
So what do you say to the person, you know, I mean, because I feel really encouraged hearing all the things that you said, but, you know, I know some of us don't move quite as quickly. Um, right. <laughs> what do you, what do you say to the person that says to you, yes, but you just don't really understand what I've been through? Well, I think we all have a story. Do we not, Steve? <laughs> I think <And> sometimes, <laughs> yes, at some Sometimes in, at certain stages of life, people may look at the life of another person and they feel like, oh, you know, they have it all together. They have an education. You know, they're, they're a best-selling author. And it looks all nice and easy from the outside. But everyone has a story and everyone has had to go through something to get to where it is they want to be. Another section of the book talks about a couple of things, actually, just decide, make a decision. Are you where you want to be right now or not? And if the answer to that question is not, then what is the next, just one step? It doesn't have to be all figured out. Just figure out the next step. Even if you think it's a small one, even a small step is a step in the right direction because you're moving into a more positive direction in your life. The second thing I talk about is a lot of times you will hear people say, oh, you know, one day I'd like to travel the world or one day I'd like to go back to school or one day. And so one day is not really a day that ever comes. And so we invite the reader to flip those words and say day one. So today I will start. Even if I think it's a small step or even if I think or feel that the step is insignificant, today I will make a step towards where it is I want to go. So it's not one day, it's day one, and day one is today. Yeah, I was thinking as you were saying that, you know, I've I've heard both Lisa Nichols and Susie Carter say, you know, um, someday will you uh, grab a calendar and mark that on there? For me, can you show exactly. me someday on the calendar? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yes, you're exactly right. That is a day that never comes. So all we have is is right now. All we have is today. And so, what is it that we are going to do to capitalize on the time that we have right in front of us? And what can you do just today? I mean, that's what I love more than anything about your book is just you know, that whole concept of, you know, you've got today. What are you going to do with today? Right. So one of the things along those same lines is, you know, if you're at a space where you just don't know where to begin and you say, I really have a desire, but I just don't know where to begin. In the book, there is what I call the now what action plan. And it's a series of questions where the reader can truly take a deep dive into some questions that will allow them to basically put a shape around what their dreams and aspirations are and really provides a somewhat of a roadmap just to kind of get you started. It starts with some personal work. You know, do you feel that you're worthy of success? Do you feel like there are things that you have mentally put in place that have blocked your success. Questions like those that help you start from the inside out with your success. I think a lot of times 
people, you would hear people say, oh, I'm not successful because of X, Y, or Z. And those are things that are all outside of them. So I'm inviting the reader to take a look inside and figure out the why. Why do I want to reach my success? And when you tap into that, when you're able to figure out the why, then you won't be denied because it's deeper than just what it looks like outside. It's something that you must do for yourself. So that's that's all in the book, Steve. There, there's a step-by-step in there. Which means that a person just really needs to get the book. And, uh, I, you know, I, I remember a friend of mine, uh, her statement always was, people can do anything if they understand why. And I really do think that's more than anything what you emphasize on is, is understand your why. That's it. That is it. That's the key. It sounds simple, doesn't it? Yeah, but, you know, I mean, often the best things in life really are simple. You just got to do them. <laughs> exactly. But we make them hard. And that's the thing. It The simplest things, I think we make them harder than they have to be. So just keep it simple and start moving. This has been Dr. Angela Anderson, her new best-selling book, Now What?, Get over yourself and move. You can, of course, get it at Amazon, and absolutely you should. Angela, thanks so much for spending some time with us today and talking about your amazing new book. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. I appreciate it. Next time somebody tells you to get over yourself, you're going to actually snicker a little bit, and you're going to be like, okay, I can do that. I know how to get over and how to move. It's a powerful, transformational kind of situation that you can really get yourself into. And then you can move from the things of your past to the actions you've done, the actions of others, all those kind of things, and move into a newer, brighter, better, brighter future. Try to say better and brighter together all as one word, and you end up with brighter. Um, and that's a lot of fun, too. You see... It's all about having fun with yourself. And that's what I love being able to do here on the show with you is just really share some joy and some great best-selling authors with you so that you can live as a thriving entrepreneur. Do you feel it growing inside of you? I really hope so. I hope this is helping you out a lot. We're going to take another commercial break and we'll be right back here in just a minute on Thriving Entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to WeHelp youthrive.com check us out and find out how you can be a best-selling author today welcome back to thriving entrepreneur this is steve welcome back 
got a couple of really great best-selling authors here with amazing books that help you deal with the situations that you've been through in life and really learning how to move forward. And one of the most powerful key elements of that is the whole concept of forgiveness. And there is just no better book than this next one I'm going to introduce to you to really help you move into an empowered, thriving type of way in your life. Join me in welcoming Robin Sheffield. Hi, Robin. How are you today? I'm good. How are you, Steve? I'm doing good, thanks. So, um, you have a great book. Um, it's a little book, but it's so powerful. I, I remember when we were first talking about it afterwards, um, you know, talking to Kathy and talking about how just, uh, you know, it was just right to the point and absolutely powerful for what a person needs in their life. Um, can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, where the inspiration for your book came from and, um, what you're, what you're hoping to, you know, to do with it? Well, the inspiration, well, first of all, let me say thank you for your, your positive comments. Um, the inspiration just has come, it's been on my heart for years to share my story, but I knew it had to be the right time and it had to be done in the right way. And when the Lord put you and me together to do this book, I just knew it was the right time. And uh, my, I give kudos to my sister for her help with that. But I know that there are so many people out there who have had rough lives, rough lives as children that really kind of became the compass. The experiences they had became the compass for their life as they grew through teenage years and then became an adult and started living their own independent life. And and those hurts that I went through and that other people go through kind of stay with us and will hinder us if we don't turn them into positive things. You know, they are scars in our heart, but, but scars, the amazing thing about scars is that they become, and this is in the book too, they become reminders of healing. And, um, of course, my journey is through God's healing and how he allowed me to recover from the hurt and the devastation uh, of, of my childhood. So that's kind of, kind of it, I guess, in a nutshell. And the book is called Heart Scars, and it, I love your genuineness in sharing some things that, you know, a lot of people, especially when they're writing, uh, you know, Christian books, kind of sometimes steer away from, you know, they're like, well, I don't want to tell people that because they're going to think less of me. And you really just did kind of put it all out there. Was it, was it hard? Was it, was it scary to share at that level? It was, and I had to pray about it a lot. And it's a very emotional thing for me as well. And um, I do have siblings that, you know, I didn't want it to be a negative impact on my family. And I feel like it is written in a way that does not have a negative impact on my family. But um, it, it's, it was a very hard thing. I knew it had to be the right timing. And, and I 
really, again, just feel like the Lord put us together to accomplish that. And, of course, one of the big themes that you talk about that you had to deal with in life was that you really didn't have a father. Um, can you can you share with people just a little bit, a little taste of what what that really meant in your life? You know, how unfathered, if you will, you, you were as a child growing up? Well, I think uh, having a father figure is one of the most important things in our lives. And because of the multiple marriages, some of them being so short that my mom had, um, I could never, and actually because of the abuse that took place in most of those relationships, I could never engage with the men that my mother was married to. And um, I had to battle with hatred for them and fear as well. And um, so, you know, I'd, I forgot what you asked me. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. I'm to the emotional side of it. Yeah, and you covered it. You know, I mean, the whole concept of there being so many different people that your mom was married to, but weren't really your dad. Um, you know, the, you, you never really had a father. And, um, what was it like to, or what's it been like either way, um, you know, to now have God in your life, um, and really have a solid father figure when, you know, when you come from a place where that wasn't your original reality. It, Meeting the Lord, understanding, getting the revelation from Him that He was my Father was an acute change for me because for the first time in my life, I could call someone Father. I remember walking in the parking lot at church and saying something to me about their dad and their father, and it just hit me. I have never, ever used that term. And um, so now I have a Heavenly Father, and I, my favorite thing to call Him, and when I pray, my first word is Father. And um, it's just something that has transformed He has, and His role as my Father, and the way that He picked me up and took me out of the mighty clay and healed me and loved me and adopted me it has made the difference in my life. And so just give people a peek, you know, I mean, you shared with us some of the brokenness of the beginning of your life, but what is life like now? What, what do you do and, and then how do you show up in the world? Well, I need to first say that the Lord brought me an amazing husband We've been married over 35 years, and he is a perfect man and was perfect for me as because of what I went through because he is so kind and so sincere and um, just has a servant's heart. He's a pastor, but he has loved me and loved our children unconditionally and been a perfect example of a father. And... Um, Otherwise, you know, God has called me to ministry in different ways. I've taught, I've led worship, and 
um, just counseled with people and mentored people. And he's just equipped me with a lot of different aspects that I can help other, help other people through. And my favorite part of that is that he uses me to affirm other people, which is like encouraging them. And, um, and not just on a shallow level, but to really see as I'm in a conversation with someone and, the, and then hear the Lord say something to me to encourage them and, and can contribute to their progress to boost and inspire them. You know, I, I love that part of what God has done in me. So what advice would you have today for somebody who their heart is currently wounded, it hasn't scarred over yet, um, to begin that healing process? If they would reach out to someone, maybe they have a friend um, who's a Christian, or maybe they don't, but, I mean, if they are totally on their own, I would, I guess, literally suggest to go to a church office and ask to see someone, but to, in their own private time, to reach out to God. I mean, just to, to sit or kneel and and say, Jesus, I need you. I need help. I don't even know what to do. I just know I need help. I need healing. I need these horrible things that have happened to me to be healed. It just, like I said, you just sum it up so succinctly. Um, And I love the fact that the book doesn't have to drone on it just gets to the heart of the matter yes i think it helps because it's not a long book as you said you know it's a shorter book and it just i think the lord just made it a powerful message for other people the book is called heart scars um I would say it's a must read. It's one that anybody, regardless of what their personal beliefs currently are, should pick up and learn to really be able to begin to heal themselves. Um, Give us one last word of encouragement before we end things up today, Robin. I would say that every person on this earth has a positive wonderful future if they will yield themselves to the Lord and they will find amazing things, an amazing presence of God and an amazing love of God. And that's how my life, that's why I'm still alive. I'm convinced that I would be dead if I had not God had not reached out to me and I had not answered him. The book is called Heart Scars. It's by Robin Sheffield. It's a bestseller and you can get it on Amazon today. Thanks for spending some time with us today, Robin. Thank you. You have a blessed day. There's an old saying that says, don't look down on humble beginnings. Um, And I also say, you know, along with that, Good things come in small packages. 
there is so much in Robin's book that can really help you take those things that were in your life and move into what should be, what can be, the possibilities, the outcome that was always meant for you. Please do know that good things are intended for you. You were born, you were created for good, for a purpose, for a reason. Understand that, live in that, and then thrive. We'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelp.com youthrive.com check us out and find out how you can be a best-selling author today welcome back to thriving entrepreneur this is steve welcome back thanks for listening to thriving entrepreneur you know we have had a great journey today talking about moving from what was into the amazingly exciting potential that is. You know, we first talked about forgiveness and the different elements, both of forgiving the people and really releasing the people that have wronged us, as well as letting go of some of those things that we've held on to in our own life. Um, You know, and, and also then owning up to the stuff that that is ours to, to deal with. Um, you know, we had two great best-selling authors talking about, and I know now, from now on, whenever you hear uh, the phrase, get over yourself, you're going to have a totally different viewpoint of it. And, you know, really being able to move forward from the things that have happened but that you can now learn and grow from. And then lastly, of course, Robin's book and the whole basic concept of a moment in time having a relationship with God and really, truly transforming as a person. Now, I know there's some of you that are listening that you have different faiths and different beliefs, but I can tell you this much. I really don't know anybody that doesn't have some kind of belief system. Now go with me, because I know there may be some of you that are like, well, I'm an atheist, I don't believe in God at all. Most of the atheists, well, not even most of all the atheists that I've ever met, that I've ever heard talk, they have strong beliefs. Strong beliefs in science, strong beliefs in nature, whatever that might be. I challenge you today, rather than basing your belief system in what you don't believe to really recognize what is it 
that you do believe in and then allow that to grow. There isn't any of the 12-step programs or any of those other kind of things that doesn't encourage you to find and acknowledge a higher power, something outside of yourself. I love it. Frank Peretti in his book, uh, uh, Piercing the Darkness, he says, uh, you know, the lady's reflecting and she says, the concept that came into my life that there could be a fence, that there was a rule, a boundary, a guideline, that even if after realizing there was, I discovered that I was on the wrong side of it, at least from that, there was something solid to base my life on. And so whatever your belief system is, start from that absolute concrete. Let me give you a, a really cool example that I heard the other day. This is really awesome transformational stuff that I heard. Um, scientific study, scientific research showed that playgrounds with no fences, the children tended to play close to near to the middle of the playground. When on the same playground, same children, a fence was erected, the children would then play all the way to the fences. They knew what their boundaries were, and they had freedom, even possibly encouragement, to explore all the way out to their boundaries. And I encourage you, allow yourself to create those fences and explore out to those boundaries. That will help you with this process we're talking about that has to do with accepting your past, forgiving the things, moving forward, and really committing yourself to something bigger, something greater than yourself. No man is an island, and we all really need to be engaged with a life, the universe, the process, our fellow man, whatever you believe in, I happen to call him Jesus. Whatever that is, that you are engaged with it, that you have that element of who you are as a person as well. I think that'll make a whole lot of difference in you. You know, because here's the thing. After listening to any one of our best-selling authors, I've heard many times over from people that they felt inspired and encouraged to tell their story. I remember Kathy, the first time she saw Lisa Nichols. Now, those of you that are familiar with Lisa, um, you know, Lisa now um, has lost like, I don't know, 85 or 90 pounds from where she was in December of, I think that was 2014. If Yeah, December of 2014. Lost like, like I said, about 85 or 90 pounds. Um, and so she's a much smaller very fit, you know, she really works out, and she's really done a lot of those kind of things. But I remember the first time Kathy saw her, it was in July of 2014, and she came back and she said to me, the thing that was the most inspiring about Lisa was that here she was, a woman who was owning the size and shape she was. This was before the losing the 85 or 90 pounds. She was on the stage getting it done, owning who she was and doing her best in everything that she did. And it was inspiring to Kathy that rather than hiding behind weight, 
uh, personal emotional issues, any of those kind of things, that the thing for us, each of us to do is to own who we are and share and be what we're meant to be on this planet. And the same thing's true for you. You have a purpose. You have a plan. You were created for a purpose. The world needs you. You're not an accident. You've got a story to tell. And Kathy and I would just love, we would love, we would be honored to have the ability to help you be able to bring that message out. Now, some people, they, um, you know, they start off at the real basic level. They join us at bestsellersguild.com. Free Facebook group. Never have to pay anything in there. Lots of great information. And we've had people that have gone to our free workshops and different things like that. And they've been able to complete their whole own book all by themselves. Other people, they, uh, they need a little bit of help. And so they go to our nine-week bestseller formula class. Um, it's a nine-week class where we talk about how to write your book and what, what and why you should do it so that it's effective. You know, we're a marketing company, so we want to help you build your business. Um, and, you know, so it's writing your book, publishing your book, and marketing it to get the best both immediate as well as long-term exposure out of your book. And for some of our people, that's where they're at. They don't mind doing the writing. They just need some help, some training, some guidance, and also some incentive of a specific period of time that they're going to launch. Um, for others, uh, for busy professionals that we've worked with for years, what they say to us is, I have a book. I know it's in me. I need to get it out. I needed it last week, last month, last year. How quickly could we do it? We've created a process where in as little as 30 days, you can go from having absolutely nothing written to being a best-selling author. We've done it over and over and over again, hundreds of times, and we want to do it with you. We want to help share your message with the world because we don't just write books. We write bestsellers. We want to write something that's impactful, that's going to change, shape, mold the world that we live in, but also allow you to get that piece of you that's out. You see, you may be just like a thousand other people that work in the same job that you work in, but nobody's you. Every single one of those, if we lined all thousand of them up and had them tell their story, had them share their unique brilliance. It would be different because people do things for different reasons. I'll give you a perfect example. Um, something as simple as the task of picking up, you know, around the house, doing dishes, picking up clothes, doing laundry, what have you. There are some people who, um, you know, they have a reason for why the house needs to be cleaned. And it can be things like teaching your child uh, skills, a uh, ability to be able to go step-by-step step through something. For other people, they value cleanliness. Cleanliness is one of those things. You know, for some people, it's because they didn't grow up in a clean household. For other people, it's because they did. There are so many reasons why... A parent teaches a child to clean house. 
And again, you know, you could put a thousand parents in the room and they would give you a myriad of different reasons why a child should learn the skill, the art, if you even will, of cleaning house. So no matter what the task, no matter what your unique brilliance, there is a message that you need to share. The world needs it. We need you to share it. We encourage you. Again, starting off, join our free group, bestsellersguild.com. If you want us to help you, uh, whether it be in the do-it-yourself nine-week bestseller formula or in our authority package where we help um, you know, really get your, your story out there, I do an interview with you. Rather than having to have to stare at a blank piece of paper and on demand to be creative, I can actually, through a conversation, get you talking and pull your story out from you. And it's fun to watch what is supposed to come out show up in in that time and really shine. And here's the cool part about it. At the end of an hour, sometimes an hour and a half, I can actually literally read your story back to you. Don't ask me why that's my talent. Don't ask me to explain how I do it. Because honestly, I don't know. But um, it is something that I enjoy doing, that I've really thrown myself into, and I really love doing. And I want that for you. See, that's what it really means to be a thriving entrepreneur. You move from your past into a future that allows you the capability to live in the heart, the soul, the core of your passion so that every minute, every day, you're thriving. It doesn't mean every minute, every day is good. It means that you've set yourself up for success. You know, like Nafisa was talking to us, uh, for those of you that were listening last week, it's all about that lifestyle so that you create a great lifestyle You have the life that you've always wanted to live outlined, and then you live it. And so then on those bad days, you can look around and you can see, hey, this is the life I want to live, and this is how I'm living it. And most importantly, you've created a process by sharing your story, having your book, and being a best-selling author that allows you to show up in the world, to change the world in the way that only you can, that you were meant to, and that we would love to be a part of helping you do. Because remember, you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. The world needs you. No, no, please know that Kathy and I are here to help you live every day of your life As a thriving entrepreneur, we want that for you. We're here to help you. Join us at bestsellersguild.com. And until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? 
over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.